0: Hello, and welcome to the chat. I'm Caroline Moore, and today I'm chatting with local bird watcher, Julie Burns. Thank you so much for coming in. You're very welcome. Good morning. (laughs) So before we dive into birds, can you tell us a little bit about your life, where you're from, how you got here?
1: I will. Um, I was born in Nashville, grew up there, the Donaldson area, and so I didn't get very far. But (laughs) I came to school at Tennessee Tech from 1962 to 66, and um, never thought I'd be back in Cookeville. When when you're in college, you think Cookville is podunk. And, <laughs> but it was still a delightful place, but we didn't know that. Anyway, moved here in 1969 when my husband took a job at Fleet Guard, and we've been here ever since, and I think it's fabulous. And what did you study at Tech? Uh, biology. My degree is in biology, mostly wildlife biology.
0: So, bird watching has kind of always been an interest of yours. Was it an interest in college?
1: In, well, before. Um, I did the math the other day because I'm 76, and one of your questions was, uh, How long have you been a bird watcher?
0: <laughs> and uh, 61 years. So, you've put in your 10,000 hours for sure.
1: I guess. <laughs> I'm not timing it, but I guess, yes.
0: So you've been bird watching for a long time. What, what made you interested? Like, how did you even get started?
1: Okay. Um, I was a tomboy. I had three brothers, and I was a tomboy, and I know how to whistle and climb trees and all that. So I was always an outdoor kid and always about animals, pets, everything, really. And so when i was 15 at girl scout camp um the counselor was a real bird expert and she taught us and you know just when you're in the outdoors and it piqued my interest and some of the rest of them were less interested, so she took an interest in me, and uh, and it went on from there.
0: So she was kind of like your bird mentor, yes, if you if you will. <laughs> and
1: she was tickled. She had a daughter my age, and who was not an outdoor girl, and and my mother liked to play bridge, and so you know it was a symbiotic <laughs> relationship, and and so since then. Yes.
0: So, what is bird watching? Obviously, you're watching birds. We and it's often in like commercials, actually, especially for pharmaceutical companies and stuff. Yeah.
1: They are very stereotypical of the the lady with the tweed jacket and the brogan shoes. Yes, very dull, no makeup. And the bucket um, hats.
0: And, there there you, know, you go. There you go. All the.
1: I defy that.
0: The big <laughs> pocket vests and things like that. So yeah. is it just going out into nature and staring or.
1: No, it can be anything. Um, and as a matter of fact, when you called or texted, actually, we're so <laughs> modern, um, to ask me to do this, you got me at Birdwatcher because I resist. The more recent modern term, birder. Birder? Oh, yeah, that is that is what we are called now. But I resist that because bird is a noun. So how can you be a
0: birder? That sounds like somebody who dresses up as a bird to me.
1: <laughs> Never thought of it, but yeah, anyway, I resist that. So, so when you use the term birdwatcher, you had me.
0: Well, thank you. I'm Caroline Moore and I'm here chatting with Julie Burns about bird watching, not birding. Um, so bird watching is anything. It's not just, you know, walking out into woods in solitude and and staring at the birds like we often see in TV. Can, it can
1: be anything. Just people who are interested in birds when uh twice I've been invited to participate in the Audubon Christmas bird count and it's it's a (laughs) it's one day and it almost has to be the coldest nastiest rawest day in December and where it's it's one day and and folks interested in birds go out in the field and count populations of birds
0: how do you know if you're counting the same bird
1: well it doesn't matter <laughs> uh, locally, we were divided up into sectors and uh, and so you're probably not counting the same bird, but it's also a very generalized picture that the Audubon Society can then extrapolate into um, populations and trends and the The population of a certain bird has been diminished since the last time we counted. So it's a very generalized, but also a good picture of what's happening. Um, Where was I going with that when I started? (laughs) (laughs) But that was out in the field, and they had people who participated who you could participate as a field counter or a feeder watcher. So basically just people who are interested in birds and have some knowledge of bird identification. Um. So what was the
0: other question? <laughs> well, <Was it? laughs> well, you mentioned the Audubon Society. What's that?
1: Well, it's the, you know, John James Audubon. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm so
0: sorry. Okay.
1: Well, he is a legendary illustrator, Of birds and uh, there are books with uh,
0: big color plates of pictures of birds. So I've probably seen his work. You probably have. I just don't. I don't know. I'm so sorry. John James (laughs)
1: Audubon and uh, they are not my favorite illustrations of birds. They're accurate. They're not very pretty. Okay. And so anyway the Audubon Society is all about bird watching bird study, let's put it that way. And and so they do this Christmas bird count and um, I participated a time or two.
0: Is it national, international? Or it is, it is just national. Okay, I don't know
1: about international. I really don't. Okay, certainly national.
0: So you meet a lot of locals here who do the same thing. I mean, how, how yes. many people turn out to count the birds?
1: <laughs> Locally, let's see. After the actual counting, we met that you know everybody goes home and dries out and warms up and then we met at a local restaurant for the compilation where the leader says uh rufus cited tohi and you raise your hand and say 17 and and they so they count call a the species they, they compile that's it's the compilation so Oh, it's
0: an event. <laughs> it's an event. It's yes. a <laughs> <The> Christmas party. <laughs> yeah, sort of. Well, yeah. we are going to be back with so much more bird information. I've already oh. learned so much already. So stay tuned and we'll be back with more bird watching with Julie Burns. And welcome back to the chat. I'm Caroline Moore, and today I'm chatting bird watching with local bird watcher Julie Burns. Thanks for coming on the show. You're
1: welcome. I'm happy to be here.
0: So, what are some of your most memorable bird watching experiences?
1: I've had a lot in in 61 years. Uh two of the more recent and very memorable for me were we live on city lake. We live in the woods on city lake and so I see a lot of waterfowl and that's fun for me, but two years in a row we have what we call visitor ducks because when the when the weather turns cold and they're uh migrating South, they will stop at City Lake and stay for about a week to rest, I guess. And so the last couple of years, I have been able to see hooded mergansers, which is a spectacular water bird. Not very big. Well, he's a duck, but he's a little duck. But he's very spectacular looking. And I got to watch them do their courtship and you know no. that sort of private so was, <laughs> it was it was thrilling i didn't know what they were doing and the the boys have this big white cheek and uh they're they're hooded mergansers and that's why they're called that but they have a big flat white cheek and and the boys were were all raising their heads up in the air and then leaning back and bringing them down in front of the girls and I don't know what they're doing so I did some research and then the girls if they're impressed enough may follow them off to a more private place and so I looked it up and that was courtship behavior because it was time for them to be courting so that was a big experience for me
0: so with that species it's the males who do like the big show Almost and is that like in all, like an olive. Almost species? Know, That is it's very like typical, peacocks, right? Too. That. Yeah.
1: Well, basically, the males are are almost always far more colorful, pretty, yikes, <laughs> prettier, <laughs> okay. and the females are more dull colored, and in a general way. So it's it's almost always the boys who are doing the showing off, and then and then she's going, eh. I don't know. You <laughs> swim away. Yeah. Really, they do sometimes. And the other one I was going to tell you about is this last summer, um, actually at Christmas time on my list I had asked for a special suet feeder with a long extension on the bottom to try to attract pileated woodpeckers. Now that's a giant woodpecker. Woody woodpecker is fashioned. After him. Okay. With the pointy red crest. Yes. And he's as big as a crow. He's a great big woodpecker. And I wanted to see him really badly. And I hear them in the woods. So I know they're there. But they, with this special feeder, they can balance their tail. Woodpeckers cling to the tree like this. And so they can balance with their tail and eat the suet. Well, they came. And I learned how to tell the male from the female and um they they came all day it was very exciting and then they brought their babies when the babies fledged they were big you know they were almost as big as the mama and daddy <laughs> big babies but, well when they fledged that means <laughs> right, they, that's they when they learned now. to fly they leave the nest and so then they brought their babies so that was very exciting very
0: I'm Caroline Moore, and today I'm chatting bird watching with local bird watcher Julie Burns. You mentioned that you have feeders and you're at the lake, so you have a pretty nice view of birds. but have you ever gone traveling to go watch birds? Do you go on trips? Travel is our hobby,
1: <laughs> but not necessarily to watch birds, but I'm aware of watching birds wherever I go um Costa Rica was it is a bird watcher's paradise it just it was fabulous and i had sort of expected that we were fortunate enough to go on safari in uh tanzania africa i knew i was going to see hippos and giraffes and lions and zebras and all those things and we did and it was fabulous cuz i'm interested in all animals but i was not prepared for the birds I would see, which are spectacular. They they were just, you know, no birds that I knew, but, well, maybe ostrich.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, it's kind of overwhelming to think about, you know, that it's not just, you know, birds that fly. Like you said, it's ducks. There's ostriches, yes. peacocks. I mean, it's a major species. And And how many live here in the Upper Cumberland, would you say?
1: I'm saying thousands, but I really have no idea. It is... Yeah, I'm saying thousands.
0: When you hear a a chirp, do you know which species it belongs to?
1: Just a few. Okay. <laughs> I would not. I I am I am not classified as an expert at even identification, but I'm pretty good. But uh bird calls not nearly so much. I know a few.
0: Um I mean I can't even whistle so you definitely seem I can like you an And when birds are chirping are, are they, is that also part of courtship or well, it can is it be signaling you know I I, I found it, a place to nest it, et cetera? It
1: can be courtship. It's just communication like us um so it'd be lots of different reasons. I've decided that and this is just my own observation is <laughs> You know how people now that we have text, they're, it's constant. Hey, I'm here at Walmart. Do you need anything? That, And so I think some of bird chirping at least is, I'm over here. I'm over here. And the other one is going, well, I'm over here too. Yeah, really, I Found think something. it's just, hey, here I am. Some you of up? it. <laughs> sort of.
0: What's up? And you also mentioned that there's still a lot of mystery with what what birds do. Like what what are they doing all day? Um other than just I guess they
1: gotta survive is the big catching thing. worms? They've got it well, there you go. <laughs> uh, most animals spend their day trying to make a living. Really. There are very few. Crows, for instance, are so smart and so good at making a living they have time to play. Not too many birds have time to play because they got to find something to eat, and they have a high metabolism, so they have to eat constantly. How do, how do crows play? Well, they pick up shiny objects, and they hoard them. They take them back to their nest. <laughs> <I've> seen that. <laughs> yeah. And um, mm-hmm. they aggravate people if they want to is for fun. <laughs> but it's part of
0: being so smart at getting fed that they have time to play. They're highly efficient. There you go. Got it. I had no idea. All right. Well, stay tuned. We're going to learn more about birds after the break. Welcome back to the chat. I'm Caroline Moore, and today I'm chatting with local bird watcher, Julie Burns. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the seasons of migrations with birds. Um, what, what is this season, you know, early spring, like for birds.
1: Early spring is it, migrations happen because of the weather and available food. They got to go where there's something to eat for hummingbirds. It's flowers. And so, uh, just this week I learned I have had, uh, Goldfinches, American goldfinches, most people have an idea. It's um, yellow and black bird, bright yellow. But in the wintertime, they are olive green. And as spring comes around, they are getting yellower and yellower until finally they're as yellow as a tennis ball with just black wings. All winter, I had a new bird feeder. It's all about me getting a new bird feeder that for a specific <laughs> thing. That had thistle seeds and inside of a cage so just the little birds can go that was specifically for goldfinches and I got goldfinches and sometimes I would have eight goldfinches inside the cage just chowing down and little by little as the winter wore on they were getting their yellow and they got yellower and yellower until they were bright yellow and one day they left and, and I was mad. I was yeah. like, now you're bright yellow and you're beautiful and you're gone. So I did a little research. And here's the thing in the bird book, it shows goldfinches live in Tennessee all year long. Mine left, but it's not the same individuals. Our goldfinches who were here, I say our gold, my goldfinches, <laughs> by gosh, have moved on farther no- north as it got warmer. And so there will be new goldfinches, there better be, uh, coming to Tennessee from farther south.
0: Okay. And when, when they go further south, like how far are they going south? I don't know. That. Like, Until conditions are they going to Florida? Are, or? <laughs> I, you know, that would be, I must look that up. I don't know. But
1: I'm waiting. I'm waiting. That feeder is empty right now. Hummingbirds, of course. Uh, I put my feeder up along about the first of April. Uh they have not come yet.
0: We haven't seen them either. That's Mm-mm. we have a hummingbird feeder as well. Mm-hmm. My dad loves it, so but we haven't seen any yet. In the
1: past sometimes if I didn't have it up, you know, just hadn't cooked the nectar yet or whatever. And they would like come to the window and like hover there <laughs> looking in, like "What? Hello, why is the feeder not out here? Yeah. Hello, are y'all so are home? home? <laughs> Anyway, I learned that this week about the migration. So
0: it's a it's always a learning process for it you. It's kind of the fun it part is. of it. Well, right? oh, yes. You always see something new. Or, Caroline, life is about the learning process. And yes. when you
1: stop doing that, wouldn't that be sad?
0: You I mean, that's the point. <laughs> You it is, you it is for looking. me. <laughs> Same here. I'm Caroline Moore and you're listening to the chat today. I'm chatting with local birdwatcher Julie Burns. Um, so when you go birdwatching, do you go alone or I know you're birdwatching always. But are you the only one in your family that's not anymore interested? Have you sucked <laughs> them into your hobby? <laughs> they, well,
1: they my grandchildren are aware that it pleases me if they know a bird okay and so and so they know some birds but I wouldn't say they're fascinated in the same way I am I seldom go out bird watching it's mostly from my feeder the few times that uh, a group of women friends your mother's one I don't know if she was in the group but oh oh Julie uh, take us out on a hike and teach us about birds okay I'd love to so I've got my binoculars and my bird book and all, and we go, well, it became evident immediately that the woods had been evacuated because we make too much noise. If a bunch of <laughs> women are hiking down a trail, they are just They're chatting the away. They are <laughs> chatting away. And so I go, okay, yeah, this is not going to work.
0: Yes. So are you mentioned birds being evacuated. Are there birds that are leaving the area as well? I mean, obviously they just left because y'all were mm-hmm. being a little loud. Mm-hmm. But are, are birds being threatened here? Or is there a concern?
1: There is a concern. Uh, one of the last times I did the Christmas bird count, uh, it was noted that there were far fewer kestrels, my favorite bird. Evident, you know, when they when they compile the list of populations and numbers. They have recently begun making a bit of a comeback, and I don't know why people smarter than I and more knowledgeable may know that yet. But but that is, that's one of the reasons for the bird count is to track what is happening with populations. My guess, it, it would have to do with food. Like, right. You know, we know about... Um, well, we know about the butterflies and the, the monarch butterflies and the milkweed. That, or maybe we don't. I don't. But
0: anyway, you saw my blank stare. I was well, like... they're not birds, so
1: we won't go there. But it has to do with food almost always. Okay.
0: And is there a, a bird that you're dying to see? Like, are there? Do you have a bucket list of species? I see you brought a book from yeah, your this is college, days. college days.
1: My college days. It's very I remember. There is a bird I'm dying to see and it's gotten to be sort of a joke, the, the scissor-tail flycatcher, and he doesn't even live in Tennessee, but the joke is a, a friend of mine doesn't live here either, uh, teases me about if, if our emails back and forth you go, well my pair of scissor-tail flycatchers are practically tamed <laughs> by now they're eating out of my hand because she had not seen one either. Okay, but I would. He has a. He lives out west, and he's he has a tail like I don't know, eighteen inches long. It would be exciting.
0: Wow, to see him. Yes, and uh, is there anything that birds have taught you about yourself, or have they, mm. or how have they enhanced
1: your life and and mm. anyway? They continue to enhance my life because it it, it fascinates me, and I. You know, if if you can get excited about a bird, life's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's good. Uh, it does enhance my life. I'm interested in other things. I've, in the last 10 years, I've gotten really interested in trees. We live in the woods and probably have, uh, I'm cataloging them now, 50 species of trees on our land. So... Trees are coming into the
0: foreground for me. And they're related, too, so birds and trees. Well, nature. For me, it's always, always, always about nature. We're all connected. Way more than we think.
1: Yes, we are.
0: Well, thank you so much for coming in. I really appreciate it. Thank you for teaching me so much about birds today. You're welcome. You saw my blank stares a few times. You're you're welcome. I enjoyed it. So thank you so much. And um, I will see you all next week. Thanks for tuning into the chat.